Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in once again to the Iconist Podcast. Like usual, I'm your host, or one of your hosts, uh, Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Barry Carter, you know the name, you know the deal, you know the joke. It's been going on for so long. Appreciate you all tuning in. And if you want to see where I'm going to be at uh, live or online, anything I do, go to Barry3D.com. The link is down below. Click it, follow it, and you'll see where I'm going to be at. Check out all my social media. We're going to make this short because we've got so much to go through today. On my side, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the one who keeps the ladies dancing and the fellas staring. Just wondering how. The one and only, my cousin. DJ Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Iconist Podcast. The icon is... <laughs> the free, the TV didn't free, you didn't free, I just didn't say the word. Sorry <laughs> for that little slapping joke snort, because Barry just said that funny joke and I nearly died of laughter internally when I tried. Who did it? <laughs> I can't say this joke. I've said it too many times. <laughs> I have a little water just to clear the palate right there. But ladies and gentlemen, this is another wonderful episode. As you can see, we have someone here. And the guest is... I'm not saying either. No. No. We'll, we'll let the guest introduce himself. So today, we are joined by... Um, one of these guys I ran across on the comedy circuit, super nice guy, shared an interest, and he's on here to talk about today's topic. And a big round of applause, I know, in your head silently, that's how we do it, uh, for our guest, Rob Dillo. Is I got the last name right? Dillo. Dillo. As we all know on the show, I am terrible with names. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the Iconis podcast. How are you doing today, brother? Oh, thank you, guys. I am very excited. Very excited. I am a, I'm a comic book nerd. I'm a wrestling nerd and most, like, yeah, I I love this stuff. We live for this! <laughs> Absolutely. So, Rob, uh, you know, once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, just a quick round table. So, remember, you got to support the books that support the show, that support everything, right? So, make sure to buy those comic books to keep those storylines going. We're going to keep bringing them to you. Uh, and if you go to Kitchener, um, you go to Kitchener, you check out the comic book store, go to WoW Comics, tell Wes and the rest of the boys we said hi. And for our fans over in Montreal, head over to the South Shore, check out Check Swings, and tell Trevor and the rest of the guys we said hi. Also, keep an eye out for Brandy Ford and her magazine that comes out every month. That's called The Writer and the Wit. That's Brandy Ford. The link is down. In the, the link is down in the uh, her, you know, down below. And uh, when I do comedy, sometimes I'm not solo. I'm doing comedy with my other brothers. Keep an eye out for A Touch of Gray Matter. That's myself, along with Zelf Ali and Dave Sokolowski. We go out there. We're doing comedy. Um, you know, we do it raising for our funds for any kind of food bank, homeless shelters, anything along those lines. And then Dave does a lot of tremendous work with the Widow Sons, uh, doing the exact same thing, all that fundraising to give back to the community. So keep your eyes out for that. That is a lot of fun. And last but not least, we got to thank the man that makes us look so pretty. So pretty much, if you have a product and you want to do something similar like this, and you don't know about how to do a template. Uh, a logo or any of that stuff you reach out to our boy you tell him you heard him about him on the iconist podcast and he'll give you a discount rod who are we talking about i think we'll be talking about jay bird digital art, 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 art. jay bird digital art jason reese give him a shout let him know you heard about him here he'll give you a discount can't go wrong you care about your product he cares about you and for people wondering at home hey what am i doing barry you do a lot of talking you guys all do a lot of talking i can do the same thing you want to start a podcast? Check out podbean.com. Go to podbean.com. Uh, you can see the Iconist podcast, right? So iconist.podbean.com. Go there. You see all our catalog for everything we've done over 100 episodes. And there they make it really easy. It's simple to follow that you too can start your own podcast and be up and going 
within minutes. So you just record the episode, and then they do all the heavy lifting. And it's actually a decent price. So there you go. Sweet. Woo. That all being said, we're here with Rob. Talked to Rob a couple of times. Rob's like, hey, man, want to be on the show? I'm like, cool. I'm like, what do you want to talk about, Rob? Rob, who did you want to talk about today? What, what, what sparks your interest? What's oh. today's show? Uh, I wanted to talk about The Last Ronin. <gasps> That's right. The Last Ronin. Now, not Ronin by Frank Miller. That's a different miniseries. That's cool. We like that one. But The Last Ronin is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle's tale. It's kind of like Old Man Logan. It, it, yeah. It's what happens when certain heroes get to the, the end of their career. So if you read The Avengers, The End, um, Iron Man, The End of Iron Man, and where they kind of project what happens, what could be a possible future for them, same premise, right? So if you like Wolverine, the last Wolverine movie, or sorry, Logan with Hugh Jackman, you will enjoy today's topic, The oh, Last yeah. Ronin. Yeah, very, wow. very remnants of the old man Logan in it, right? You yeah. definitely get the same vibes. Absolutely, the same vibes, and it brought back together the original team. It brought back the original team of Eastman and Lard to get back together, you know, after so many years of not doing it together. They started this book way back, and here they are. And The Last Ronin came out in August of 2020, five-issue miniseries, beautifully done. And you get the pick, you get the, um, you know, the, the current artist that's doing the run, and then the flashback sequences were done by the original art team plotted by them. That's that. I, I love that aspect. But before I go on, people hear me talk all the time. Rob, what draws you to the Turtles? I know you're a Turtle fan. So first of all, what draws you to the Turtles and how does this rate in storylines for you overall? Uh, I've been, yeah, I'm a, like, a, I'm born in the late 80s, right? So I am a, I'm a Turtles kid. I grew up on everything, everything Turtles. I have two Ninja Turtles tattoos. I <clears throat> I love the Ninja Turtles. Admittedly, I don't read the the comics too often. Right. But when when I heard about this story, that I do read comic books, but just not the the Turtles. And when I heard about this book that's out, and you're like, oh, and like they're talking about how all the turtles but one are dead, and I'm just like, oh, okay, like you say no more, like hook, line, and sinker. I am in. <laughs> like I'm. I'm buying this thing through and through. Right, right. As like I said, like huge fan of the Old Man Logan series, and I I really enjoy those those kind of stories. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, because it wraps things. things up for us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So this is interesting. So this is an interesting perspective. So you don't generally read the Turtles comics, but this miniseries drew you in. So oh, yeah. what were you hoping to get from this miniseries, or what did you want to find out about this miniseries? I think, like you said, it's a little bit of a like a conclusion to it, right? Like, right. what what could happen to these guys if in the future, right? Like, sure, they can stop crime a hundred times in their current series, but like, right. like you said, what happens at the end, near the end, basically? Right. And you yeah. hear that a shredder has taken over, and you're like, okay, well, like, how did he take over? And who is the last turtle that's surviving? Like, there's a lot of yes. Yes. A lot of questions, yeah. A lot of questions. So, Rod, you read this miniseries too, right? Yes, I did. And, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, I was going to say, you read the miniseries. What, what, what was your, your takeaways? Well, not spoilers yet. Well, of course, it'll be spoilers. Yeah, yeah no, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into so that. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, I, I, I'm with Rob. Um, I, myself, was more of the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's how I got pulled in. 
Um, right. I ne never really read the actual comics as much because mm -hmm. I knew it was even when they were created, going back and researching prior to this, before this whole this whole episode, I just knew that when that came out, it was very different and dark versus the cartoon. They were like, oh, it's all light and hearted, and the cart and the comic books are very <clears throat> ninja. <clears throat> yeah, very very solid. Um, and I love this particular this particular series because it just shows you the balance. Now you get older, you get wiser, you can see the balance of why it was created that particular way, mm -hmm. where it is now. And I agree with Rob. You now want to know, hey, what happened to these guys? You know, there's only the last Ronin, and the Ronin is always one without a master. So right. you start you start pulling all these narrative just for the title itself. What's going on? Who's the last one? What do you mean there's the last one? It just pulls you in. So definitely reading these five episodes, these uh these uh five issues definitely pulled me in. And uh, yeah, we'll get into it. But it, it was a oh, great, yeah. it's a great storyline. It's a great story. And, yeah. and I, I don't think you needed to have read the comic books either. To, no, you didn't. Read this, right? Like, no, no. You could have come in who completely everyone fresh. Was. Yeah. Even if you didn't know who everyone was, going into the storyline, there's enough information yeah. you to find out why why was he alone? What happened? Whatever case it be. And like mm -hmm. Barry said, there's another shredder. What, what is another shredder? But then they explained it enough in there that even if you didn't have pre-knowledge of who it was before, they laid it out for you. So you can literally pick this issue, pick up these issues, pick up this this uh this storyline and just run right through it and be like, oh I understand. And I that's understand. the beauty. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the writing of this mini series. You didn't mm -hmm. need to read um all the series. You didn't need to watch all the different versions of the cartoon to understand what was happening in this storyline, right? It was very contained, but it gave enough Easter eggs. And then it dropped the, the, the truth bombs or the, the knowledge bombs, I would say, for you to mm -hmm. say, oh, okay, you don't got to go through all that history. It's fine, but it's good also for the fans who did go through that history, uh, regardless of what version you watch. So I know I did jump on board with the Turtles way back when they first came out and it was black and white and I got mm -hmm. issues and, uh, you know, when, you know, uh, uh, Fugitoid came in the first time and Donatello going solo fighting one of these dinosaurs. It, it's packed away in my comic boxes. I got it. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was a darker tone. Yes. The, you know, I know there's debates that came out now about April and her, her, you know, her background because April, when she first came in, was more of a sister than, than she was white. And then it's only how they trying to change it over because how it was coloring. So some people weren't sure one way or the other. It got changed. I don't care about that. It, it is what it is. She's a great character, but what happens? So here's, here's the main thing you hear last Ronin. You're like, cool. I'm all in. Buy issue one. Cool. Start reading it. Who'd you think was going to be the last Ronin before knowing? So, because you know, keep in mind, none of us knew when we picked up issue one, they were like, mm -hmm. last Ronin, it's a turtle. Everyone's right. question, who did you think it was going to be? Or who did you hope it was going to be? Uh, per like, going in, I expected it to be Raphael. Right. And I think that's just because that's like, he's always been the rogue solo guy. 100%. Yep. So I think, 100%. but like, hindsight, it was a little too obvious, maybe, that it, it wasn't going to be him. Mm -hmm. when you think about like his character traits, right, and how aggressive mm -hmm. and angry he is, and what what actually transpired to the death of all the other turtles. You're like, yeah, no, it makes sense that Raphael didn't survive. Yeah, he's too hot tempered. So he's the first one down. He should he should have been the first one out to be the last one standing. In, in, in exactly. I, that's it. I fully agree with you on that one. Yeah, because I'm thinking at first, you know, first 
thing is like last Ronan, you're thinking it's Raph, right? He's the toughest one. He's going to survive. But then you think, wait a minute, but he's the most hot tempered one. He's the first one jumping in a fight. So if we take and put an X through him, that leaves three more. So, you know, and this is before we knew, did you think it was going to be, you know, Raph is the obvious choice initially. That's the gut reaction. Yeah. But did you think it could have been Leonardo, Donatello, or Michelangelo? Did you think it was one of them? Once you, before knowing who it was, did you think, well, Raph's the obvious choice? No, because of his temper. Leonardo, right. leader, Donatello, very smart, right. calculating. Mikey, right. huh, surfer slacker. <laughs> right. So I would have I honestly been, Leo would have been my second choice. Right. Okay. To me, Leo was my second choice. Again, the leader, he's the one who who's just has... He's the not the planner, but he's just the one who just keeps everybody together and everything along that line. Okay. So you you would think, okay, he's, you know, Master Splinter is gone. Who's going to be taking up the you know leading leading the team? As per usual, you would expect Leo. So yes. if something happened, Leo will be the one, the master, who ended up just be at the end being the final sensei to show us the way. Okay. Right. So what would you, Rob? Who do you think would have been it? After I've like gone through it, I was like, I kind of thought Donatello more so mm. just because of his intelligence. Mm-hmm. You think like maybe he could survive more than anything. Right. See, I, I yeah, I think he, he wouldn't be on the forefront. He'd be like, like doing the, uh, like, what do you call it? He's working the background sort of, yeah. sort of thing. Right. He's doing IT. Like he's not out there fighting. Like maybe he could have avoided the following. I don't know, but like that's kind of where I went. Right. right. And that's and that's the same we're on the same page. I went the same way too because I said Raph too much hot tempered first one in. Uh Leonardo, okay, him last Ronin, he's almost a coat of a samurai, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but he's so honor bound that he'll go down fighting. Now, then it comes to Mikey. I didn't think Mikey would be it because Mikey doesn't take it as seriously, right? Which and, and you know, we get back to that, but I was going Donatello because Donatello, I've seen him in a solo issue, right. you know, in the Turtles. And, and and he held his own, you know, stranded in like another dimension that he got pulled in with magic. And that was the original run. I can't remember if it was issue eight or something like that. But he gets pulled into another dimension, trying to get this whole magic rock, fighting off mutated creatures. And he's a planner. He's a thinker. He knows both strengths and weaknesses. So he's not be running into a fight to swing a punch first. He's going to wait, see you, set a trap, let the trap go, yeah. then get Final right. So hazard. With that, yeah, yeah, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do his biohazard. <laughs> that was our laser quest name. So, don't, yeah, that's, that's a story that's in itself. Oh, jeez. Sorry, you, yeah. you set me up, man. <laughs> yeah, we used to play laser quest, and uh, you, you were biohazard. You were biohazard, and I, I was, I was body count. Body count. Nice. Sorry. Yikes. Every time I shot somebody, I just yelled out "body count" in the house. It's supposed to be stealth. It's supposed to be stealth. It's supposed to be running in, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I had I had the break from Demolition Man, but right. Uh, yeah, I'm not right in the head. So I we'll thought come back <laughs> it's true. I'm not. I thought it would be Donatello. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I'm reading this whole thing with the premise of okay, it's not these three. This is what I'm going with, and then we get to the end, and because the, the the turtles always have their masks, different colors. You know who they are when they're carrying the weapons. You know who carries what weapon. When you're looking at this one, the last Ronin, he's like, he's got everything. But everyone. He's a powerhouse. Yeah. He's, he's got ev- everyone's weapons. He's wearing a black mask. Yep. Right. So now we're like, all right, who is it? And then, you know, gets to the end of that first issue. 
sure enough, the mask is off, you know, and then we find out. I mean, I know I've skipped over a bunch of stuff, but I just wanted to get to it. We find out it's Michelangelo. Yeah. It's Mikey. (laughs) And then then you just force now flip back the pages. Wait a minute. Where where did I not see the sign? Because you're seeing this particular turtle again, not Michael, but this particular turtle. Man, his face is always his face. He has he has the facial expression of wrath. So that's why it was so hard to like, Mikey, this is you. It was yeah. it was it was so honestly. I had to go back. I just had to read read the first issue again. It's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Kudos, kudos. Well, I was I was almost like, you broke poor Mikey. Like. What 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 happened to you, right? Like, 100%. like oh my god, you poor soul! <laughs> what did they do to you? You you, you, you just want to give Mikey a hug because yeah, Mikey was a happy-go-lucky character. Michelangelo is a party dude. 100%. Exactly, hundred percent. Skateboard, nunchucks, pizza, smiling, yeah. break dancing. I'm like, I'm down he, with you, he, Mikey. He was a comedy relief. He was a comedy relief of the team. What made him break that he now had to say, I cannot be a jokester anymore. What was it that pushed him to that level? We find out later. But it's like, these are questions that are flowing on my head. Like, what's going on? He was fighting Russia. <laughs> I know, I know. Look, look, because you said he was a comedy guy. And the first thing I thought about was the Ukraine. Their president used to be a comedian, and now he's the toughest guy over there with cojones of steel. Okay, be it if you agree with him or not, clank, clank. You know what I mean? He's out there doing what he needs to do. So this is what happens. So, see, people, let me tell you something. Side note, I'm a comedian. Rob's a comedian, and, and I'll say this. If you step on stage to slap one of us, <laughs> we ain't going to turn around and take the hit and say, okay, we'll get back to you on a special We'll do that, but we, we ain't going to Chris Rock the situation. We go turn around and go Ukraine on you. <laughs> <laughs> we will attack you. There might be drones involved. Um, oh, shoot. Yeah, but that's right. Mikey was the Joker, easygoing, give me my yeah. pizza. He's still fighting with his nunchucks. And I mean, let's not knock his skill because Mikey didn't just use one nunchuck. He used two. Yeah. And just using one, you have to be like an. Uh, they see you as a master, an expert, because it's so a finesse, deadly skill. And he uses two while riding a skateboard. Listen, that takes focus. That, that's that's to to be you. You start to think of him like he's he's the comical guy, but to be able to handle not one but two nunchucks without knocking knocking himself while out while riding a skateboard while riding a skateboard and not knocking himself out. That's focus. That's a skill already. We have people who do that on two feet. This guy's doing on basically two feet on a board, four wheels, all at the same time. Three fingers. Three fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing this like this, right? Nah. Let's 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 be real. Let's be real. Like right, and I'm you know Leonardo. Two swords, but he's very focused. Wrath, the two sides, but he's very focused. Donatello, his bow staff, he's very focused. Mikey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, just where are we getting pizza? <laughs> and he's laughing while he's whooping butt. Like, so when you go back and I'm reading it, and I'm like, first impression is okay. Wanted to be Ralph. Uh, hope it's Donatello. I find out it's Mikey. I had to jump back and went, okay, skill wise, 
makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that, that's what blew me away. Skill-wise, it makes sense. But then it gets to what happened. Now, and, and the beauty of it is, is like a lot of people, fans, I'm not sure, Rob, if you feel this way about it. You know, he goes through the issue. He gets back into the city because the city's got a wall around it, like New York. He smuggles his way in. He's going to get revenge, fights off people, gets jumped, gets beat, walks away bleeding. And then, you know, he, he has a flashback of his brothers talking to his brothers. He wakes up. Well, sure as he's enough. about to go kill himself, too. He's about to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's yeah very sorry. Forget that part. Yes. He's all the dude Sapuku. Like, he's got the, the, the story. And that's it. He's, that's it. I failed my family. Right. Yeah. Like, like, seconds away from doing it. And then he passed out, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Turns around and then he gets woken up by a familiar voice. And, you know, because he's imagining his brother and he wakes up and he's looking up and it's like, April? And she's very casually, hey, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> the end issue one. You're like, <laughs> what just happened here? What just happened here? That's oh. when you find out Mikey is alive. I mean, he's Mikey and April's alive? Okay. Let's go. Yeah. It, it, it drew you in slowly, right? Now you're like, okay, mm. well, I know somebody else in this universe. Like, there's some still stuff going on. Right. I will say my only, I wish, I wish we waited a little bit longer for that reveal. I'd, I agree. I wish like maybe the issue, the series was maybe six issues instead of five and you got it at the mm. end of issue two, just to build a little bit of suspense. Like, yep. cause that was the draw of the whole series was who is like the last Ronin. The and yeah. then they kind of told you, right? Like at the end of the first one, you're like, oh, like, don't get me wrong. It's flipping awesome. Yeah. But, but you're like, ah, it, tease me a it, little it bit It was too quick. Yeah, yeah. It's too quick. Like, you know, and, you know, when it's like a, if you're a wrestling fan, it's like you see someone who's, you know, uh, the baby face and all of a sudden they come in for two matches and then by, you know, uh, the match, it's like, oh, wait a minute, they're a heel? Oh, mm-hmm. they could have dragged that story out, not dragged it out, but they could have prolonged that a little bit longer, make more build up on that. So yeah. I agree with you that it was too quick. But what was interesting was very casually, April goes, hey, Michael, or hey, yeah. Michael Angelo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's like, hey, April. And I'm like, but a fans, you're like, how'd you know he wasn't wearing the mask? <laughs> Again, I take it that it's it's one of those things you got to go back and start looking at the drawing aspect mm-hmm. because I'm sure there's, there's there's certain distinctions, you know, a freckle here kind of scenario. We're just unless we've been like like Rob, who you know, who can get pixelated on each of their faces, like seeing like. Listen, you see his eyes over there? He's uh-huh. dilating on that side. I, I know who that is. I wouldn't realize the drawing was that detailed. Robin's like, mm, I know who that is. <laughs> Maybe she, you know, she's, she's been with the turtle for whole how long? Maybe she can smell his scent. I don't know. <laughs> but she figured who Mikey was. I figure, like, it's like if you have friends that are twins, right? Like, you eventually figure out which 100%. one is which, right? There you so go. I, there you go. I imagine, though, that being said, like, he's supposed to have aged a lot, too. So I guess mm. there's kind of, like, some gaps to fill in there. It's supposed to have been years since they last saw each other. But, like... Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, but you brought up a, a very valid point, right? She was sla- mother-slash-sister mm-hmm. to them. You know, that's how they've seen her, right? And, it, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, she's been around them the most. She was a, the human that's been around them the most... And and seeing them know how they walk, their mannerisms, you know, who's left-handed, who's right-handed, so forth like that. So when you think about it, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, you could figure, she probably would look without a mask and know which turtle is which turtle just by right. how they walk, how right. they breathe, just body language. It's like having twins. The mom will always know which twin is which, even though every twin said they try to always do the swap swap a roo. It's like, no, you're you're Stephanie, and you know you're Sarah. No, mom, right. I'm Sarah. No, no, I know because Sarah walks like this, or step, you know, so she mm-hmm. can tell those differences. So it was nice to to see that. And to know that that closest is still there. She still recognizes them who they are. But then, you know, issue two opens up and there's more. So one, we know that it's Mikey. Mm-hmm. Two, we know April is back. Right. And then it starts once again down the rabbit hole. You know, so for issue two, what? So I know issue one was really just him going and getting revenge. Issue two really starts to explain what happened. And as you said, what happened to Mikey? We we get a good idea between you know, like I said, issue two and three. So, what did you think of the storytelling of the the, the next couple of issues, Rob? Like that, I guess it jumps right into the future or the past, right, where the war happened. Yeah, I, I'm interested to uh, draw that story out more. Mm-hmm. I want to know what what kind of got everything to the brink. So we're told right there's like a there's a truce in place between. The turtles in the foot, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And then uh, Karai goes and decides to uh, attempt a... Sorry, they attack somebody? Yeah. They, they 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 turn around and attack somebody. So they know they make the truce, and then someone gets attacked. Like ran- I'm not sure if it's randomly or not. And this is what kind of breaks the whole truce. But it lasted for a while. So we... Yeah. From what I'm gathering, there's like a 10-year gap from when this truce happened. Or when yeah. they broke the truce to where it is in the future is a ten year gap. Um, you know, certain elements of what they said, you know, and you know, as we go forward, we realize the turtles, you know, they started training their whole lives. They started fighting the foot when they're about, you know, in, as teenagers, like sixteen or so. Yeah. You know, when we kind of catch up really with their storyline. Um, and then, you know, how, how many years did they do that fight for? And then add another ten. So uh, I was trying to kind of put like what age is Mikey at this point? Is he Twenty something, thirty, you know. At, at this point, yeah, yeah, I was I was trying to calculate it myself. I think I was giving him like mid thirties. I was giving right. him some mid thirties because it was ten years before, um, that they had the truce, and then he disappeared from everybody for like was it fifteen or twenty? I thought it was fifty. I think it's fifteen. Yeah, I think okay, it was 15, fifteen or twenty. So that's why the numbers to me was pushing towards oh, that makes sense. Like, pushing okay. towards. Yeah, into like in in a sense would have been like his mid thirties type of scenario. So he's mid thirties, almost borderline forty, probably forty. Yeah, yeah forty. Yeah. 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 So we're we're at that point. We're we're at that point. So I'm like, you know what? It'd be more forties. I, sh- I should yeah. be actually saying that it's not. He'd be in his forties. He'd be like in his mid forties. Sorry, I re- calculated it wrong. Yeah, it's all good. And but then the question I was even having off here before we started was t- t- telling Rob that. This is where you start to realize the, the lifespan. What is the lifespan of a turtle? An average turtle, what is the lifespan? It's supposed to be like 20 to 30 years. No, it's longer than that, isn't it? Well, no, for, cat, for, for, for turtles, uh, aquatic turtles will call me live 20 to 30 years in captivity. Oh, captivity. But captivity. live much long captivity. Right. But if they lived on their own outside type of scenario, yeah, they can live estimated 100 to 150. Right. Now, so you're going to say, as much as we we love the turtles, these turtles are domesticated, but they're not captive. But, but they're, they're they're domesticated. They but they're not captive. 
A, ca- a captive turtle funny. means like you can't go nowhere. You're in your shell. I'm sorry, you're in your little cube, and you can't go anywhere. These turtles ran all across New York. I understand. Outer yeah. space. They, they 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 were like teenagers. So as a they're teenager, free you just come home. They kept it in the sewers, man. They know how to use the toilet. They only come home to clean their room when Splinter has to deal with them, and then they go out at night and do their thing. Right, so they weren't captivated. If they were, if they were captive, then they would be in like you know a, a maximum prison or something like that, being dissected. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was being yeah. out of the wild. I'm just saying they're not, they're not, they're not scrounging for 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 berries in the bushes. No, not at all. No, I was to say they they they're domesticated. They they know about pizza, and, and they know how to pay money through the through the grill. You know, for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> to bring pizza to this alley, put it on the floor. The money's here. Don't look. Thanks. One twenty-two and an eight. One twenty-two and an eight. You're standing yeah. on it, dude. <laughs> oh man! And see, and that's the beauty of it because you can read the storyline, and it doesn't matter if you just watch the cartoons. It yeah, makes 100%. sense. It doesn't matter if you just watch the live-action movies. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you watch the Michael Bay ones. It still makes sense. It's just that why they shrink. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think the better question is, like, did they eat? What does 35 years of eating pizza do to you? Is what we're not looking at here. <laughs> well, I would say it raises Un- cholesterol, but-, but he's active. <laughs> very, <True>. very. <laughs> which, which saves him. So him eating the cheese and all that, you'd think you would have to take some medication. But because he's active... So exercise is important. There we go. It's his mutation, his mutated gel uh, genes that helped him. That's all I'm going to say. Because you'll lay, later on, later on in a couple of episodes, issues later on, or somewhere in there, mm-hmm. you're talking about you look bigger. Yeah, I, I just that's you know just the mutagen I just mutated into a bigger form, and he just, that's where we're looking at him, looking like you don't look like Mikey. You look like a brick wall yeah. with 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 anger issues. <laughs> You know, so exactly. So th- this is where everything kind of goes at one point, mm-hmm. but it starts to show his mind frame. And that's what really drew me in. Okay. As you said before, what happened to Mikey? What broke him? And then they start kind of doing, and, I, and forgive me, it might be a blur between issues two and three or so. They start going through some of the flashbacks. But I mean, you know, before we go on, I'll say April's back. Happy April's mm-hmm. back. And then you realize April's missing a limb. Sorry, she's missing a leg. Yep. I think two limbs, an arm and a leg, if I'm not mistaken. An arm, That's right, an arm, an arm, an arm and arm, a leg. She's missing an arm leg. and a leg. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, well, I'm living in your place. I'm like, what do you mean you're living in my place? She's in the turtle's lair in the sewer living there. She cleaned it up, and that's where she's living. You're like, what? And then it's like, oh, by the way, I got a daughter. <laughs> what? Please tell me it's like it's Casey. What? Yeah. <laughs> the daughter's name is Casey, named after her father. Casey K- Casey Jones? No. Yeah. What? How'd you feel about some of those revealed? Did you find them a little bit um, you know, were they good for you, Rob? Were they too fast for you? Did you enjoy the reveals that were happening? Yeah, yeah. I was like, at first I was like, okay, her name's Casey. Like, that's kind of a little too too on the nose, but then like as you got to, you find out what happened to everyone. You're like, okay. Like, right. Right. I think it was like Casey Jones dies in the, the big battle that they do have. 
Mm-hmm. And then when April right. comes out of the hospital, she's lost her arm, she's lost her leg, and she's pregnant. Yes. So, like, well, like hindsight, like, her mindset makes sense to, like, call her daughter after uh, her father, right? Like, or her husband. Yes. So you're like, okay, okay. At first I was like, it's a little cheesy, but like, I get, I get it. I'm with it. Yeah. And, and the breakdown of it, sorry, Rod, go ahead. Say your point. Oh, no, I, just, I was just saying, like, I just, I, and the flashback is really more for, for that particular uh, episode or issue is basically when they do the flashback is when all the turtles and master pleasure comes back from being ambushed. So this, you can see from here, this is one, as you know, what creates a villain <laughs> yeah. You try to think of my family. You try to think of my father. We were ambushed. I thought we have a truce. And so, so you you clearly start to see how everybody now is being affected by what's the starting point of why the turtles are where they are at this time. Yes. You know what I mean. Yes. And one so we got that day. quick look. One bad day. But you start seeing the, you start seeing the building blocks of the memories of what led us to where we are. So seeing that Splinter was in a fight, well, they all they all went to they went for uh, went for some type of meeting and they got double crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you see later on in that again, Raph, hot temper. Where do you think Raph is going? Oh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna break some teeth. Oh yeah. And then, and then Raph went to break some teeth, but unfortunately, mm, he didn't make it. Yeah, make because it. that whole thing comes in, and that's the uh, that was the scene that really set it for me. Mm-hmm. Is Casey and April. April. Mm-hmm. Is it? Hey, we invited them over. They're supposed to be here for six thirty. Told them six thirty for sharp. Yes. Okay, because they're both. They pretty much at this point we know Casey proposed to April. Yeah. She said yes. She's mm-hmm. like, I always thought I would marry you out of pity, but I love you. You know, we're doing this and we're nervous because now they got to tell the rest of the guys and the guys don't know because they're all see each other as family. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. I think that was really beautiful how that was set up. And then all of a sudden, Raph comes through the door, crashing through the door, half bloodied. And, you know, they had the table all nicely set. Ralph pays, you know, Raph pays no attention, pulls everything <laughs> off the table. Clear the table. He's like, <laughs> You're about to have a nice moment yeah. in our lives because when you propose as you all know right or it, it's not supposed to be a beautiful moment and how it, it was like a baptism by by blood in there clear the table throw down you know splinter yeah here's what happened da 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 you know the foot clan didn't keep the truce they broke the truce okay right. surprise it lasted as long as it did you know right. we can't do anything stupid where's Raph? <laughs> right, right. As soon as they utter the words, it's like, ah, man, stand down. What do you mean, stand down? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Where's that? That's it. He Batman vanished his own team. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I will say at least like he got to kick some ass, and like before he went, to, he didn't go oh, down without 100%. a fight. No, 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 no. Hundred percent. They could have drawn him. They could have let him drawn out. Without a, a proper, give him an honorable. If anything, if this is one time you want to call this guy a Klingon, he had an honorable death. Okay, he had an honorable death. It was glorious. Like he went down. He, Spartans were looking yeah. around, going, "We're down with you, guy. We're down with you." The three hundred, he, he could have been like three hundred one. 
<laughs> 300 men and one turtle. We we could have used you on the battlefield that day. Yeah. And, and he's supposed to be a ninja, but he's a brawler. And he gets in there. He starts fighting all the Foot Clan. And he's tossing him left, right, and center. He's taking this hits. He's still going up. It was like a Royal Rumble. If you watch Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Royal Rumble, he's one of the first men in, and he's the last one standing. He started at one. He ran he started, his way to 30. Uh, fought his way to 30 guys coming in, tossing him over the ring. Okay? And that was the birth of 316. Beautiful. That that's what Ralph. Come on, he's he's New York. That's what you do in New York. Yeah. New York is supposed to be tough. He went out there and represented that aspect of his personality. Got down to uh, the, the woman that was running a Foot Clan at the time. Yeah, correct. And then she took a blade mm-hmm. off of Ralph's uh, Ralph's leg and stabbed him like through the head, really much from the jaw right through the brain, underwater, and that was it. And I'm like, oh. yeah. But he got her too at the same time, right? He gutted her. Yeah. Didn't kill her, mm-hmm. put her in a coma, at least. Exactly, exactly. So he went down, like, if you wanted to hear the term going down swinging, and you're not sure what that's supposed to look like, read issue two, check out a couple of those pages with Raph just going one-man army. If the rest yeah. of the turtles were there, he might have come out alive. He might have come he out alive. I think he would have. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if Casey Jones was there, because Casey was all about, you know, let's add to that body count. <laughs> Raph's like, Yeah! You go left, I'll go right. We'll meet back in the middle in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Break. That's it. <laughs> so, and, but, but I said, what it really brings to me is you see how damaged Michelangelo is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now when you're realizing you're looking at some of the flashbacks, he's not having flashbacks. It's not flashbacks per se as memories. He's having conversations with the remaining know, brothers, his remaining brothers who have all passed. Who are now figments of his imagination, yeah, having he, full of conversations. He's broken. He's he like he's broken. He's still living with yeah. this, right? Like it hasn't left him yet. Yeah. He has not forgotten these years. Like, no, he was a, a broken Matt. <laughs> yeah, broken Matt Hardy. Delete, delete, delete. It broke. He was he he not was he is he's broken at this point. Yeah, that he's having that. And I thought that was really an interesting aspect for them to put in there to show the post-traumatic stress. That's exactly how I'm labeling that. Survivor's guilt, post-traumatic stress. He's mm-hmm. dealing with that and then dealt with that all these years. Yep. You know? And then they took a little bit of gap. When he go went missing for 15 years, it's because he went on a trip. He left New York. He took, you know, got on a plane, went overseas, over to Asia, and trained. Okay, did I mention well, the first, guy like, had two nunchucks and a skateboard? Yeah, first he meditated for like a year or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, that was heavy. Yeah, yeah, and then then broke his silence or whatever, and then yeah, kept training in Japan or something like that. Right. And during this course, we know okay, he got the original Shredder, who had a daughter, and that's who Ralph uh, Ralph uh, put into a coma. Oh, yeah, Karai. Right, Karai. Thank you. I'm bad with names. And then she had a son. Yeah. And he's fighting the son. He's So this is a generational family feud scenario where he's fought the father, the daughter, and the grandson. Listen, it, it's you're, you're funny you say that, because I actually had that thought. I didn't think it along. I was, I was thinking in a bubble, like, when you hear um, clans having feuds. Yes. It's a longevity. It's not like, ah, we're having a fight for five months or two years or whatever the case would be. 
we're clearly seeing that there is some deep-rooted hate month between these two families for like 30, 40 years. Like, okay, this is something serious. And um, it's real. It's giving me some real, real realism to at least attach to the story. And that's what I liked about it. Oh, yeah. And then they, they showed the, the clans back in Japan as well. And you're like, oh, I didn't even – that didn't even cross my mind. No. <laughs> Right, so this is like transcontinental. This is that this, this family feud is taking place, right? So mm-hmm. the Hatfields and the McCoys. But yeah. yeah, I never thought. Every time I think of um, the Foot Clan, I only think about them here. Like, when I say here in New York, I never right. thought about them back in Japan. I'm thinking, oh, the whole clan is here. <clears throat> I didn't realize they had resources overseas. It, yeah. Logically, it makes sense, right? But it was, it's like so obvious that it, it just went right over my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, this is why they have like endless amount of, every time you think about it, it's like, oh, no, they're all based here in New York, right? They're not going to, and then you find out there's more over there. It's like, ah, oh, we're going to have the, t- you know, the foot clan in Japan. It's like, wait a minute, you guys all didn't move? You all didn't get in a U-Haul and move and come overseas? It's like, you still left people back home and running things. And it's, it's branching, right. man. It's just branching. You just branching the franchise. Okay. We're going to franchise out for Japan to go to the U.S. We want to open up a branch. Shredder. Take it. Thank you. And that's it. <laughs> and he just took off. He took over operations in the U.S. Right. For all we know, he's been, he's, that's how he gets supply. He makes some money. He sends some money back. He gets supplies, you know. Listen, it kind of goes back, side note, to our mm-hmm. conversation a while back with um, G.I. Joe and Cobra. This just only shows where are you getting the resources for the Foot Clan? Where are you getting the resources to, for? For outfits, you know, training. Because basically, the turtles are putting people down like crazy. How many Foot Clan members? 100%. So where where are you getting the refund? Or where are you getting the funding to supply and create and make sure that you have Foot Clan members waiting in the back? I'm in the G Leagues. Hey, Mom, how you doing? I'm still at camp. I'm doing great. You know, I think I still my training is still for another four months. But I feel at the end of that, they're going to put me up, Mom. I'm going to make it big. I'll show you. I'm going to make it big. <laughs> I'm a Crimson Guard now. Exactly. <laughs> he just moved up from the Healy's to like, what just happened here? How does that work? Well, it doesn't make you, you, you got to really think that out. I yeah, want to know more about the, that's it, but I want to know more about the Foot Clan. That's what I wanted to know more about their their global reach, like where like they. Foot Clan International, right? Like, where does this go? That's just, you know, and all they're doing is that. fighting these four guys? Why is that so important? Like, I mean, what else? Who's the Foot Clan fight? If you got that big of an organization, you're taking business from some other people. You're fighting somebody else. You're not just fighting for mutants that you're trying to get the ooze from. So, what? Where? And you know, I know what the motivation is. I know it's hatred. I know it's there. Right. I know the ooze is part of it. Yeah. And then speaking of the ooze, we see Baxter Stockman at one point show up. Right. So we're making some connection. It's like coming full circle. Individually, you know, from your past, they're like, oh. You're still alive. Oh, this is not good. I thought you would have been dead, Baxter. Oh, Baxter's still alive. Oh, flag on the play, 10-yard penalty. This is getting serious now. You know, bring back Krang, and I, I think we would have a full circle. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, okay, so now we, so we got, you know, a little bit overview of issue two. Issue three, uh, we see that, you know, Mikey is up. He's moving around. Uh, he's talking to April. They're having a flashback where he's, she explains about her injuries. You know, and they talk about her daughter. You see, her daughter is now really 
into like the daughter wasn't surprised by seeing Michelangelo. She was like kind of, oh, this is who my mom was talking about. Mm-hmm. Helped out. Heard the stories. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, she's 16. They established that right away. She's 16. And she seems to have her own little street gang going at the same time. So she's not, she's not dumb. She's streets, as they say, she's smart and street smart. Yeah. And knows the throw, handle herself. She can throw some hands, uh, you know, and defend herself. But now she wants to kind of take a step up and be trained. Yeah. It, it's expanding. We get more on, you know, the new leader and what happened in New York. It got walled up. Mm-hmm. You know, so what parts stand out for you during this issue, Rob? Like, what, what, because right now you're invested. I know if you've got issue one, you got issue two, now you go and get issue three and you're reading it. What's, does anything stand out for you personally? Well, yeah, once they start showing the, like, the training with uh, Casey Marie there, yes. right? They show, like, she's been training with all, she's basically training in the same uh, dojo that the Turtles trained in. Well, she is, not, right? She's in the same place. 100%. 100%. They did. 100%. So it's, it hit you again, more, more feels. You're hitting more nostalgia because she's training with all the weapons. She's hitting the punching bag and they drop it's right. She needs a trainer. She needs somebody to actually how to show harness her all way. her, show her the way, right? She needs, she needs her sensei. Yes. That's what it is. What I, what I like too is up to that point, I slowly start to see some type of connection and I'm going to go back to like the first uh, issue. Mm-hmm. When you see Michael, Mikey's running around, well, actually more for the second one, but he now have his father's book. This is all the training my father had, like all the steps. So basically, this is the book, the Bible that brought him to, you know, that he taught, that he learned from. And at the time, everybody had their own section. When he went for meditation and everything like that, he took the mm-hmm. book with them. So he, now he can learn to be a full-rounded right. ninja a full rounded one because now he just got to learn all the techniques. It felt good seeing that she's looking for someone to train. And in the back of my mind, wait a minute, doesn't this guy have Papa Spencer's uh, book? Doesn't he have like, doesn't he have like the original volume? This is a volume yeah. one with all the highlights. Like do this, do that. Like, no, this is, you know, Spencer's book is... on how to be ninja. Exactly. So I was like, 1995. <laughs> I was like, put a pin on that. I was kind of hoping that we're going to, well, we'll circle back to that. So it kind of made me feel, okay, at this point, she's looking to learn. I've been looking, learning all around here. Like you said, I'm learning around. I'm, I'm in your old dojo. I'm in your place now. This is my house now. I'm learning. I think I'm good. I got streets. I got hands. Mm-hmm. I can take somebody out. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Um, when the next the next part that came after that made me weak after another additional level of respect for Michelangelo at that point when he said, "Okay, let me see what you got." Yo, the beat down he put down on her, <laughs> and he wasn't even beating her down. He was more defensive. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, you're leaving too much. But the the thing that got me is that he was talking through every problem that she made as a sensei. And he wasn't even trying to do that. He was just kind of like, you're annoying me, but okay, fine. You think you got hands? You're leaning too much. You let your anger, you know, flow through you. And I was like, Tin, we're going to come back to that later on. I'm dead sure. I said, we're going to come back to this later on. I feel it. I don't know what you felt on that point, Rob. I don't know what you guys felt at that point, you guys. But 
Yeah, well, what, 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 so Rob, to bring it over to yeah. you, man. What do you mm-hmm. think about seeing Michelangelo almost taking that kind of sensei role with oh, yeah. uh, Casey Marie? Very like uh, Mr. Miyagi, right? Like you, you're not worthy. I like wax on. I like I got this. You're not you're not in my caliber yet. Like you might have read the book, but like I wrote it, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the line. But at, but at the same Art. time, like she's holding her own ish, <laughs> right? Right. So then. You, there's a little bit of wonder there and like as the, the issue kind of progresses you find out that oh no like she was infected with like a slight bit of muted mutagen right mm-hmm. so she's got a little bit extra strength and she's a little bit she's not super like the turtles are but she's a little bit in between right so you're like mm-hmm. okay okay like we just need to figure out how to harness these abilities and like she can kick some ass but she's a super she's a super soldier she got the super soldier serum 100%. like Captain America 100%. and like the two best parents in the world, right? Like, you got smarts and street toughness. And, and the so. sheep role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you satisfied, though? So, pretty much, she's a new character. Were you satisfied with Casey Marie being in there? Yeah, I think, like, you can tell they're trying to put April on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And, like, right? Like, again, she's injured, so they want to... It only makes sense to, like, have someone new to step place. So, it's nice that she's kind of replacing April in there. But yeah. you're getting to carry on the story of her parents. Yes, yes, great, yeah, very true, very true. And I think, you know, at this point, April has gone through enough, mm-hmm. right? Let her go out in a nice pasture as as well it can be. And let her, not to get rid of April, but I mean, April is never a fighter per se. No. Never, she was never a fighter. She, she oh, was smart. She was a reporter. She had to help Yeah, she's a reporter, type of person, exactly. Yeah, right. But now she's gone through her, her life. She's lived it. You know, it's gotten dark. But she's mm-hmm. not resentful. No. I think mm-hmm. that's like, that That struck me, right? Like, April's been through a lot of stuff. And she's still like, she has like a positive-ish outlook on life. Like, every right, she could be just as sad and mopey as, like, Mikey is, right? If not worse, because she lost her family as well. And now she's a single mother living in the sewers, <laughs> where her right. arch nemesis controls the city. Like, this woman has every reason to, like, hate her life but she's uh-huh. like no like i've been still trying to grind this fight out without mm-hmm. you guys like right i'm happy you're here so like maybe you can step up now almost like <laughs> <laughs> glad you're here can you still punch all right thanks right. you know i and i like the easter eggs they brought in i mean the flashbacks are beautiful the mm-hmm. art was great um you know and when they brought in future toy they brought in you know baxter and they, and they wrapped mm-hmm. up his storyline where you know Fugitoid kind of goes back and it says, well, you can't hurt my friends anymore. And that was cool because Fugitoid was really, or, or Fugitoid, Figatoid, he was really prominent in the series at one point, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the original series, and even the newer ones, but in the original series, the black and white ones, he came in there um, and he, he was like an R2-D2 kind of character. Mm-hmm. And he ties them into going into outer space and then he gets a, he befriends them, helps them. So with Baxter trying to turn around and take that over, he's like, no, I rather, you know, before you touch me, I rather self-destruct, take me out so you don't corrupt me, protect my friends, and take you out so you can never do it again. It was like a self-sacrifice. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's just to be the two of them. And then they show the explosion, and if the whole building goes, I'm like, how much were you packing? Right. <laughs> right. There's C4, see, there's Nitro. Use Nitro. It's the lesser of both worlds. Come on now. Well, there's no, there's no question about, yeah, you ain't coming back. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, hundred percent. He's just what? making sure, like you can't, you can't put me back together like Humpty Dumpty. I'm giving you no opportunity. Everything's getting fried. What? And what, what do you think about that, Rob? Uh, oh, I, and I was just, I was just thinking, like, to like they played on the arrogance of Baxter Stockman, right? Yeah. The whole time, like they can't, they can't break into my fortress. This thing's impenetrable. <clears throat> like, like this is nothing. I, I like that he's still arrogant after all these years, right? Like. <laughs> He hasn't like he's just like he hasn't learned. I, I guess learned a lesson. No, exactly. That that that's a perfect point. That's, but I, I guess he doesn't know that the turtle is or Mikey's there. I don't know if he at he that time no, they don't. I I think that, that at that time it was um what, just what like Casey's it? gang, right? That were attacking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Casey's gang is, is attacking at that time. But in prior is or the flashback of what's happening to oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Like, I'm just saying for that. I think I might be episode three. I mean, I might be episode four for that particular one. But three is when they do the flashback is when they separate to go. Um, one team is going to Japan because oh, yeah, sorry. That have yeah. the peace talks. I don't know. That's cool. That's cool. Having the peace talks. And then the other ones are basically trying to break into um, uh, Splinters. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Splinters on domain two. To get something, I can't remember yes. right off the top of my head, but they were splitting up at that particular point. But they had to do it simultaneously. That uh, you can't make it, so we're coming to peace. But my boy's back there, is about to break into your place, so you can't raid him in for the last minute. So that's that's that was part of the thing, which led to future um, Futuroid. Yeah, I know Futuroid. Futuroid. Yeah, I keep messing yeah. up the name. Up. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. We'll say yeah, the yeah. robot, the robot, <laughs> still the robot. You know, who was with them to to try to get some information. And then realizing that he felt he was, he had it within him to take down everybody. So it's weird. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And and now we get to issue five, the last issue. Overall impressions. Were you happy with how, and we can talk about it. Were you happy, Rob, with how it ended? Uh, the whole story arc and how it went? I think so. I think so. Like they, they did. They left a lot to be interpreted, a lot of gaps to like gaps to fill in a good way though. Like you let your imagination go, kind of what what happened here, what happened there. Like sure they did flashbacks, but there's still some story stories to be told in between there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, and then like I don't know, we like there's still a lot of questions still like a little bit left unanswered. I, like what what where do we go with like Casey Marie? Where like. Yes. Who is who was Shredder's dad? Who was the new Shredder's dad? We just know that he's a bastard. That's all they say he is. Yes, right. Like, there's another puzzle to solve. I don't know. There's a lot of different uh, mysteries to still be solved. I think. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. So I know you said something earlier, and you said six issues. So would you want to still? I mean, I know you enjoy it, and I'm not. We're not trying to trash it, right? But yeah. would you rather have one more issue to, for more storytelling? Yeah, so I'm satisfied with it as five and think five was good enough. I think like six would have been perfect for me. I do feel like that last battle was kind of like a little bit fast, rushed. a little mm-hmm. rushed, a little rushed. Don't get me wrong. Like if I'm being nitpicky, it was just came on a little fast You'd, for something that was supposed to be so big and so epic, maybe like a little bit more to plan and figure it out and show everything that's kind of happening. You just wish they had more pages to tell the story there. Right, right. But, you know, they always say sometimes they leave you wanting more. So at the same time, it's, it's two sides. I get it. You want more, but do you want, they want to leave you wanting more. 
going with that. And and what about yourself, Rod? Did you think the the same thing? Same question for you. Did five issues was enough? Did you want six? Um, I think I I will say this. I would definitely agree with Rod in the sense that I would have liked to have no more have known you. Ask you even saying the same thing. Some more about the foot um, stuff about back home. If we had that opportunity to learn some more of that, I mean, more pages, then we'll get, we'll have to get a six, a six issue on that. Um, seeing that that wasn't there, this was all right. I did find a couple of parts were fillers that I'm like, we could have used someplace else. Like when April was um, trying to flush out the sewers, on the sewers are getting flushed out, and she has, she's the only one who can go and, you know, uh, drain out, you know, to yeah. pump up the water, that kind of stuff. The whole fact mm-hmm. that even it getting swamped out, I'm like, I didn't really, I know you're trying to take up their, their, their home, I guess. Well, indirectly, it wasn't even supposed to take up their home, if I can remember correctly. I just mm-hmm. thought that particular part of the arc was kind of like, ah, I didn't really need this part at all. It was just so like April had a story almost kind of, right? Like, so she had, th- she had a thing to do. Exactly. And that's what I realized what they were doing. But I'm like, ah, we probably could have wrote her up to do something else. But um, yeah, five, five was good. Definitely six would be nicer with some more information about uh, back home. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it gives you more clarity of, you know, where Mikey's head was at that time about his brothers, like why he got pushed to like start seeing all his brothers and stuff like that. I think it was in that one. I think the fourth or the fifth one was talking about that as well. So I like that clarity. Why is he having these, why is he having these full on conversations with, you know, his brother, the demons, that he's that he's carrying, mm-hmm. it, it, it clearly, <clears throat> sorry, clearly explained that at some point within there, and I'm like, okay, I like that. So that's the part I like. Right, I <laughs> liked it, I, and I agree with you. The fight, I wanted more of a bigger fight, more planned mm-hmm. fight. Uh, I like when the fight actually did ta- take place. I think they could have, as I said, give me more of that. I, you're right. April felt like she's like, okay, well, Michelangelo's doing this, uh, Casey Marie's doing that. Um, right. This is happening over here. This is happening over here. What about April? Uh, we got to give her something to do. She's going to yeah. flip a switch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eat on the water, flip a switch. And, and I said, but it was bittersweet for me. Uh, you know, and I said, once again, can't be any spoilers. This is from 2023. Bittersweet for me. Happy, happy ending, not happy ending. You know, after this big fight that goes on with Michelangelo, he finally uh, deals with the new leader of the, the, the Foot Clan who has like nanotech armor. Like almost like Venom. It just goes over him, which was, yeah, I thought yeah. was cool. Yeah. It was like, it's like a Venom yes. Shredder. Yes, yes. I'm like, yeah, we need a figure. Uh, so when that happens, said and done, it ends. Mikey gets his revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but of course, it takes a toll on Mikey because Mikey ends up losing his life. Well, I did want to. I I was wondering about that, right? Or right. is that just like the red herring? Because like, how many other times was he talking to his brothers? That's true. In, in flashbacks, right? Like, I, they lead you on that he did pass away. Like, that's the assumption I went with. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, they yeah. could very easily be like, oh, no, he was on the brink of death and then lived. It's true. And the only reason, like you said, they, they lead it that way. They show, like, the, the heart symbol, you know, the monitor, da-da-da-da, and it kind of flatlines uh, at one point. But mm-hmm. once again, he's talking to his brothers. How many times people do that and they come back? You're clear! <laughs> Yeah, like he's a mutant, right? Like we don't know what his normal heartbeat is. Like who knows what the mutagen does to him? We don't know. He very right, well completely. could come back. Like completely. 
So, you know, I, so going with, and that's like, we're going to split this in two then. So going with the idea that Mikey's died at this point, mm-hmm. you know, he seemed to found peace. He's avenged his brothers. He's, he's, he's in a place of peace. And then you get that, you know, Casey's training to be a ninja, still hanging with mom in the lair, and they get the mutagen. And then he sees, like, you know, the last page has a bubble, uh, a dome with four turtles in it. <laughs> right. And they're pumping the mutagen in there. So let's go with a couple of things. One, do you want them to these turtles to become the new teenage mutant ninja turtles in the future? Do you mm-hmm. want that to be, you know, version two? Would you be open to that uh, that storyline? Yeah, uh, I for me, I think I I like the the tease of it. I don't know if I need that story. I, I'm happy with like if we do a little bit of maybe if Casey Marie or something like mm-hmm. that. But I don't I don't know if I need more of the what are these new turtles because. There's no more shredders, right? We've got rid of Stockman. Like everything, it's a very nice. Uh, it tied it off very nicely, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. This whole this whole family war, I guess, is what you can call it, right? Right. It, unless the, again, I, I guess there's more shredder kids out there. I don't know. That could the great grandkid of Shredder, maybe. But like, hundred percent, they could, they could, they could do that. Um, I, I will admit, I don't know if you know, there is a, there is like a. A, a prelude, a prelude. Yeah, yeah. Like it's there's, a, there's, yeah, the la, the lost years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's one after this. So they do yeah, kind of like go along. I think it's on issue three right now, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay so okay. I haven't read that yet. I'll be very yeah. It's it's just it's in print right now. So okay, I have I have it, but I haven't read it yet because I want to read it as a whole. Oh, so you wait till you get them all and then read yeah, them one shot. Yeah, got it, got it. Got Binge it. reading, smart. So that's one storyline, but then oh, and then correct my my if I'm wrong. So we know the mom was in a coma, right? Mm-hmm. Is she still around? So she's still in a coma at this point. That's that's a good point too. You don't even need the. Sorry, I completely forgot about that. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, that, man. That's yeah, that's a good point. She could be the one that carries on. I thought. Let me I'm not look. sure if she's because I know she was in a coma, but I don't think she ever. She's still in a coma when the whole thing, this whole storyline breaks down. I don't think she dies or is killed off. I think, I think, I think she did. I think Michael, when he got inside there, before he actually started physically fighting, um, Hiroto is his Hiroto, name. right? He basically came up to her chambers and just crushed right through it. Oh, yeah. Somebody pulled the plug on her, if I'm not mistaken. It might have yeah. even been her son, yeah. actually, or one of them, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. Oh, that yeah, I- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her son. Yeah. You're right. Yes. Yeah. If I can't, oh, what did he say? Yeah. Lost yeah. and alone, her, conf- her, her in her coffin while I conquered, yeah. while I thrived. Yeah. yeah. He he. I only kept her out of spite. Boy. I only kept her alive out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh. Absolutely. So there. So there we go. So we have that. Where okay, that's what the storyline is projected is kind of making you what to believe that Mikey has passed away. The turtles are there. You know, Casey. Uh, Casey Marie is training as a ninja. To be, you know, upper game and maybe take on that role as a sensei herself. So now that she's got the book, she's had some training with Mikey. She's had field work with Mikey. She knows the level she's got to get to. What happens if Mikey was still alive? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. go you ahead. Sorry. What, no, happens no. If Mikey survived? what happens if Mikey survived that? You put it, the mutagen, we don't know. Maybe he went into a healing coma. We've heard those terms used before in comic books, and then they come back out, and it's like, what happened? I was in such a deep coma, you couldn't hear my heartbeat, but I was in a healing coma. I used my, my ninja technique to slow down my body functions to heal. 
and he comes back. Do, do you want to see him come back? Do you think that there's any more story that he needs to tell at this point? I, but if that's if that's the question, I'm torn. Right I, I think that's the question, right? Like, obviously, I want to see more of this version of Mikey, mm-hmm. but the the story did wrap up nicely. That's my only problem. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, yeah. if he's coming back, the only the only reasoning he's coming back is to sensei Casey Marie. That's just that's the sole purpose for him to come back. Then, like you said, there's no shredder or whatever we know at that time. So for all we know, again, um, this is a little futuristic. The time, you know, the city at that time is a little futuristic. So maybe they might find another enemy who might be after, you know, those turtles. I remember the rumors of them. He took down that person. He might be coming after me because if I'm turf warrior and I'm trying to take over shredders turf, a new gang rises up. Sensei Michelangelo and, and youngins, the, the youngin, <coughs> Casey Marie, yeah. may have to take to the streets to the underground to bring down the, uh, bring well, them down. I think I'm right. I think one of the cartoons, they had to fight a gang there. That was it Purple Dragons, I think it was. Yeah. So mm. they can bring in the Purple Dragons. They can even bring in, since they brought in certain aspects, like, I mean, they brought in a, f- f- the robot. Let's just say the robot. They brought in the right. robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're good, right? We all know, right? They brought in the robot, but when they bring in that robot, he ties them into outer space adventures. Right. You got neutrinos and thank you, triceratons and rock soldiers. You can bring Krang in now. Like you could. As we're talking, I'm realizing, oh yeah, we got so many more villains to play with if we want to. So many different uh, stories we could tell. The roster is big. They have a rogue gallery, so it's not like it's not that you can't find somebody. It's basically finding one or two people, characters, and basically building off them. Give them, you know, go back and give them, you know, give them some canon to say that they were working on their side of the island versus this one. They weren't the top dog, but they were there. Not as a void. Let me take over. Where's the rat you king? Know? Where's the rat king? Awesome. There's, there's, okay, there's see? Awesome now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. So I want to ask you guys, we're going to wrap this up soon, but we're going to ask you <laughs> two, two questions. I'm not cutting you off, Rob. I like where you're going, man, and, and that's what I'm saying. One, do you think that um, there, there's still a fan base? I mean, as, and I'm talking to you as a fan. Mm-hmm. If you were to walk by the comic book store and say, hey, here's another thing about the last Ronin, Mikey's back, or, or, or these new turtles take on that role with Casey Marie, and they start fighting some of the, cla- the other classic turtle villains, would you be interested to see that in that time frame? Ooh, see, I, <laughs> I don't know if I could like make it as an ongoing. Okay, mm. like I would like another mini series for sure. I don't, I don't want an ongoing series. Fair, right? In that universe, and I'm with you because sometimes short and sweet is better than ongoing because then you lose the magic or the flavor of it, right? And, and like your DC and your Marvels, right? Like these characters are always going, right? And they have great stories, but it's never finalized. Right, so you want small stories, finalize it, wrap the whole thing up, put a bow on it, we're good with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about yourself, Rod? I, I, you know what? I, I, I would like it just something small because mm-hmm. I, can't see, I can't see us continuing um, without Michelangelo. If we're going to go in the aspect that he did pass away and then the tur- these, these new turtles are there, having them fight who that were like, it's starting a whole fan base all over again. Um, this <laughs> is one I would to reboot. It, it, it literally would be like a reboot. And it'd be one of the things like, you know what? Um, 
we may have to hold off. Just hold off for a while. Hold off for a I while. I don't need another reboot. <laughs> I don't need another redo. <laughs> Awesome. I will say, like, it must have done fantastic numbers, though, because I'm sure you have seen that they're doing a video game. They're turning this oh. into a video game. Yes. Right? They're taking yeah. it. I, they announced it, like, a couple months ago, but it's going to be, like, a God of War-style, like, M-rated, like, dark okay. video game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think it must have done very, very good numbers to at least want to milk this cow for some more money, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. Come over here, Betsy. Well, look at it. The Turtles have always had a couple of things. They've had the comic book. They've had the live action, right? Parlays into toys. They've had the cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they've had video games. There's Turtle video games on Super Nintendo and different platforms. It's been a while since we've had a good video game from the Turtles, and especially how video games have advanced over the years. I mean, look, I got an Xbox X, uh, S Series X or whatever, the one that stands like a cube. And, and yo, the graphics on that now and what's happening, PS5, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and you say it's like a God of War, more of a darker thing. That's what I saying, know yeah. I'd pick it up. Oh yeah, yeah, I know I'd pick it up. I'd, I'd definitely get my mat on, as they would like to say, as Ralph would, Ralph would say, <laughs> time to get my mat on. I would definitely get my mat on. Uh, so so with that said, with with this whole thing, one overall, were you happy with this five issue series beginning to end? I mean, obviously, oh, yes, uh, very much, very much. Like as a as it, like I said, I don't read the the comics as much anymore. So it brought me back, and I was like, it, "I'm all give me more turtles," but I don't want. I'm happy with what I got. Like it was right. very, very good, very good. Excellent. It was worth going back to, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, good. All right, and and, and yourself, Rod, you you happy with oh, this whole? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely happy. I mean, it definitely give you that you know, reminiscing of of what you knew, and basically we've now gone. Gave them, we made them older. They're not teenagers anymore. Now we have a full grown man who's been through life, you know, struggles, got a job, lost a job. You know, he's, you know, he's on the verge of losing his rent, uh, losing his house, getting got no rent money, cars broken down. You know, the truck's, the truck's broken. His mechanic, the mechanic, Donnie ain't here. He's like, can you fix this thing? Nah, I don't know about that for you, bro. It's gonna cost X amount. I got no money. He's confident. He, he understands struggle. Yeah, struggle. He understands struggle. So this this is what I this is what I like. I like seeing that we we aged them up. We adult them adult him up. That's all it was. And I love it. All right. See, and I I turn around. I'm with you. I like the whole aspect of that. Everything going on there. Loved it. You know, left left me wanting more. And, you know, you mentioned the video game. And here's my last question for all of you before we wrap this up. Um, would you want to see this? on a screen would you want to see this adapted on uh, you know on a screen and what you know be it if it's a movie on demand do you want to see would you see it as a cartoon a mature cartoon a regular cartoon a live action rob you're you're our guest here so we will ask you that first i will put that in your lap i'm leaning towards a a a live action mini mini series give me like a dark and gritty like a first season of like uh daredevil yeah like okay. like watchmen what like like that kind of show i want yeah just very dark and i want you to feel what like mikey went through right i think it needs to be a mini series to get that across got it so you're doing live action mini series like streaming yeah. service like daredevil was a couple of no michael bay and no michael bay live 
no, no, we don't no, no. That. We don't need our turtles. Our turtles are not tortoises. They're not supposed to be eight to nine, ten feet tall. No, no, no. My my turtle does not, it fits inside of a van. It doesn't go through a Hummer when it falls. No, got you. Okay. Get my costumes back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. He's uh, he's still around as a martial artist, and he was one of the martial artists that was in that movie. You know, uh, not Corey Feldman. He's gonna want too much money. Or Corey Haim. One of them. The Corey's still alive, and he's just weird. Yeah, Feldman. Yeah. Yeah, Feldman. All right, he's just weird. No, okay, yeah, no. But I'm with you. Okay, got it. So you want like Daredevil on Netflix kind of thing? You want a yeah. dark, greedy series like that? Yeah, yeah. Ground level. Ground level adapted that way. Yeah. Uh, see, you get the ob- yeah, the concept of the show. Awesome. Rod, mm. same question to you. How you would adapt this? You know what? I like what Rob is saying about a live web, but I actually wanted anime. I, I wanted at Ooh. least keep it in, <clears throat> like I said, this is adult version to what we already accustomed to. Mm-hmm. We've, done, we've done the black and white. We've done the comic books. And now this last Ronin is the adult version to that. The next piece of media that everybody knows, although the live is there, is a cartoon. I think we will get a lot more visual aspects off of visual, off of yeah. visual. I, I would like so like a like an adult swim, an adult type of, uh, you know, like a Deadpool type of, you know, something that's like saying like saying, any moment now I'm going to see blood. Someone's going to get hurt a real bad uh-huh. today, and we're going to do like Mortal Kombat when someone uh. gets hit, you get hit, and then you you got the instant frame. <laughs> Into their into their lungs, collapse. Oh God, that hurt. Yeah, that must have hurt. So I, I want to be able to say we're we're at a we're at a, we're at a very heavy stage with Michelangelo. We want to see the struggles, the pains, what is he's going through, what he's putting people through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going from that aspect. I like yeah. I like the the ultraviolet anime. I like. I, it's it's yes. yeah. We're, we're at that point. I, I think it has that's, to be. That's, it has to be. That's what I'm saying. Like they basically gave us this template, this last Ronin. This is an adult version, like full ultra, not violent, but it's like, whoo, or like one one meter less than just calling it like, oh, this is gonna get banded. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's al- they're allowed 75 kicks to the head per se, 75 to the chest. We're giving 74, 73, 74. We're being nice, people. We're right there. If you can't mark us, count, count it. 74. Done. Stop, 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 stop. Just rub okay. his face for the rest of the movie, if anything. We'll change so it up. I, I get both sides, and I, and I, you know what? And it's hard for me to decide. Usually I should be the tiebreaker. I'm not going to be the tiebreaker. This one, it's the fans who are watching and listening will be the tiebreaker. I get it. So, Rod, I know with you, Rob, I get it. You want to do like the Daredevil, the Punisher, um, Netflix kind of series. That's dark enough. That, that's got that grit, that action, and get that feel to it, that, that noir feel to it. And with Rod, I get you where you're saying anime, and I think you're right. The Mortal Kombat cartoon that came up with Scorpion, that portrayed the violence. And I think a good, mature cartoon would have been the Dark Knight Return Part 1 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right. So you got to get something like that along those lines. I think either medium works out well. The only thing I would add is regardless if it's live, like you're saying, uh, Rob, or or anime, as you're saying, Rod. I know this is Rob and Rod. This is is right. (laughs) is they have to do all i would say is no matter what medium they would choose give me the easter eggs bring back certain characters to do the voices bring back certain things you know and not just easter eggs that are already in the comic book i'm talking easter eggs to add to the genre so bring back if it's live ernie ray's uh jr 
Let him have a walk-on. Let him do something. He's still teaching martial arts and UFC fighters up to now. I follow him on Instagram. And, you know, so give me that aspect. Let let Eastman and Lard do some of the animation yeah. and, and, and story plotting. And, mm-hmm. and maybe throw something of them in there, uh, you know, in the background and having them walking by. And you're like, oh, geez. Like how John Bryan used to draw himself into comic book scenes. Well, they, right. they were in the comics, right? Did you catch that? They drew no, I missed the it. Book. Yeah, they are in the book. There's one character called Eastman. There's two characters talking. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go back and read it again. I missed that. That, As I said, I love having doing the show, but it's times that things go over my head. So I meant mm. that. But see, those those are the Easter eggs. So that's what I'm saying. These are the Easter eggs that we're, I want to see put up there. Now, Rob, I know you do comedy like myself. Yep. Where can people find you? locate you on social media or whatever give us the details man sure i am at robbie d 17 on everything uh facebook instagram twitter i had that as my gamer tag i, I made sure that was my thing i got it all right. it's all <laughs> mine robbie uh, d 17 got it yeah and then i host a monthly show down at hudson public in brantford sweet last wednesday of every month yeah so okay <coughs> and so you do a monthly show Brantford, come and check it out. So you always put that on your so all your social media. All my social media, yeah. Then I'm awesome. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Yeah, then all over the Hamilton Niagara. I'm always driving around everywhere. <laughs> Poor Rob, he's trying to talk and he's coughing at the same time. You know what? As a comedian, you're always using your voice sometimes. It gets away from you. I hear you, man. Uh, I'm there some days. I'm like, yay! And some days I'm like, how's it going? Don't worry about it. This is the fun yeah, of the show. Bad timing. Bad timing. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to definitely put those links down below. We'll put that in your name there so people can see. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. add your details below. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Rod, any last words before we wrap this up? You know what? Um, first off, thank you, Rob, for being with us today. We appreciate your presence. We appreciate, you know, your value <laughs> inputs. Um, listen, the doors are always open, man. Feel free whenever you... Listen, when you finish checking um, Lost Years, sure. that's part two. That's, that's, that's already a given. That's, that's already, already a given, given. man. So, Absolutely. So, we always extend this invitation. We just don't do it on camera. We sincerely mean it. So, you know, you finish Lost Years. You want to talk about that? Let's have you back on. You want to talk some wrestling? You want to talk some say. wrestling? We didn't even get to touch on wrestling. So, No, no. we going And we've done a couple of episodes on wrestling already. We've talked about, you know, Vinnie Mac. As the character, not, you know, yeah. Vince McMahon, Vinnie Mac as the character. We did our, our AD, our AEW, uh, warm up one, uh, roundup one time. And, and we always mentioned comments here, but we've done shows on wrestling. So we will have you on that wrestling show, uh, bring you back either with Paul or by yourself mm. or with Chris Jarvie. Yeah. And, and, you know, we know AEW is coming up in a couple of, you know, very shortly in a couple very of weeks. Shortly. I think this episode's out in June. They're coming up in June. So. Right, we we will do uh, a follow up on our AEW adventures. There we go. Yeah, you are always welcome on this show. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, joining us tonight. Oh, thank and you for having me. My our pleasure, absolutely our pleasure. You know, it's first, but always there. And on that, thank you all for watching and listening. This is the Iconist Podcast, and as I always say, this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Route. <laughs> Mikey! Oh! Mikey! Yeah. Ah, you want to press me, Rod? Do that on the skateboard. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wearing orange for Michelangelo. All right, here we go. I'm out. Boop! Oh.